Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend, Zach Matrakis. He's been on many of the Spiritual Sunday episodes, and uh, we talked about my life story a little bit in terms of my awakening and his complete life story from start to finish. And when I say finish, I mean to the point where he's at now. And it's a, it's incredible, moving, inspirational, and he did an amazing job connecting it with a lot of past podcasts. Tune in and enjoy. Towards anything that gives a sense of happiness, activists, love activists, sending my love for girls who got some cuts at their wrists. Hope you find what you're looking for. I hope you find what you're looking for. Take away the pain and I thank you for that. Sounds too bad out here. We can move in there. Nah, I kind of I like the crickets, honestly. Yeah. Like honestly, I. Think Bro, it was like a nice little background noise, and I was like, dude, that's sick. They're out. They're sitting outside doing a oh, podcast. Like, yeah. You like you like listening to it like that? Bro, Jake's was one of the top podcasts I heard. Yes, and I like listening to it like that specifically. Yeah, you might have to sit a little bit closer. Yeah, that's fine. You can pull like the whole thing down. Yeah. Or if you're comfortable like that, you're showing. No, this is fine. Let me just put this. Alright, I think it's blanch. Cut that. Um, you said you ate full vegan today. Yeah, it was a. It wasn't even a struggle, honestly, in terms of like finding what to eat. The only thing is, I had no energy at one point. Like, really? I just. It's because like, I ate. I ate well, and I I just didn't eat enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I got the calories I needed. I think I got like. 2200 and I need like 3000 in a day. Yeah. To really I'm the same thing. Yeah, 3000 to like 3500 is that's that's my range. Um some days, you know, you don't get the necessary calories, but that goes for a normal diet too. Some days you just don't yeah. eat enough. Um dude, veganism's fantastic, bro. I'm so glad that you're getting into it cuz it'll I, get there, but it like it's going to take a while for my body too. Like I think I'm gonna hang on to eggs for a while because they're yeah. just too easy. And like, it also like they're also just so good for you. They really are. Yeah, know? there's like there's different types of veganism too. You know, there's pescatarians. Like I was thinking about that too. So that's strictly eating fish. Um, there's a strictly you can go vegetarian, bro. It's there's just you yeah, know there's the, levels like you can I, take. The thing it's not like the label that I'm looking for. It's like like you said the dead energy and like honestly yeah. when i think of eggs i don't think of eggs as dead energy because it was like they were never fertilized you know yeah. what i'm saying so they just kind of were like i don't know it's just like a byproduct like it's just kind of like yeah no, to I me it's you. different like there was no life in it to begin with it was just like a seed almost very true so very true. that's why i'm kind of cool with eating eggs right now yeah but mm -hmm. we'll see yeah who knows things things change like that bro at first well dude it was Literally for me, it was just off rip. I just stopped eating like everything except for those two times that I was, you know, kind of forced into eating meat. Uh, other than that, bro, it was just an immediate, just vegan, full vegan. That's wild. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So what did you eat today? Um, for breakfast, I had. Oh boy. Taking that up. We can move inside if that's. Uh, I think it's gonna get windy because it's about a storm. Let's but, do it. Yeah, yeah, we can move inside. But that here. All right, I think it's pretty good. But 
So what were you eating again today? Um, so for for breakfast, I had oatmeal with a banana and then uh, some honey, and I shaved a dark piece of chocolate over it with like a Whoa. cheese grater. It was yeah. pretty dank. That's dope. And then um, for lunch, I had a peanut butter and jelly because I had like I need a sandwich, but I, like I wanted, I made the decision in the morning. I didn't know what to make in the morning, so that was yeah. my go-to. Um, I make a homemade like trail mix every day. I just have a bunch of bags of nuts and put them together with blueberries. Trail mix is great, dude. Yeah. And then um, I always eat an apple. And then for dinner, I had two black bean burgers, quinoa, and a smoothie with bananas, raspberries, blueberries, boysenberries, and like uh, then some plant-based protein powder that I have. That's gas. No yeah. soy though. I don't black put soy. Black bean burgers. Uh yeah. So I dude, I need to tell you, but there's this farmers market. Like I don't know what town it is. My mom. This is where my mom stopped going to supermarkets. Like she just goes to this farmers market. It's called yeah. uh, Idlewild, and. It is Bro, my parents go there all the time. Really? Yeah, Idlewild's gas. It's um, so good. There's also a farm called Wilson's Farm in, in Linfield, Massachusetts. I think it's, no, not Linfield, Lexington. Bro, all these, like, all these homegrown foods and just farms are fantastic. Dude, Idlewild's dang. That's where I got that black bean burger. They make some, they make so, like, such good, I know you don't eat uh, meat, but they make good, like, Chicken and steak and oh, uh, yeah. black bean burgers. Even so. when I still go to, uh, so for example, Wilson's Farm, I still look at the meats and stuff, and they have great fucking meats. Like, it's high quality. You know, yeah. You want quality over quantity. Big time. Big it's, time. Yeah. It can get pricey there. That's the only thing. But like, Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's where we do most of our shopping. And uh, for Julian's. You probably Julian, yeah, that we go there too. Same it's so thing. good, bro. Mm-hmm. You like so schema? Uh, yeah. Quinoa is awesome. Quinoa has been right. a go-to for a long time. Yeah, like it's just there's a lot of protein in it. So the same thing with the uh, the wild and white rice I do here. You can throw whatever peppers in it. So I throw like red, yellow, and orange peppers in it. And then you can also, if you want to adjust to zucchini, you can do that too. And then throw in squash in there. It's it's great, great mixture. Yeah, I gotta sure. I gotta keep working on the little things like that. Like just keep picking up little recipes and stuff. Yeah, but. I don't think I'll make the. I don't think I can make the full switch in summer right now, be, just because of like my daily routine. Yeah. I need more energy. Like, you don't, you don't need to, you know. It's like for me, it was just that was that was literally the day that I woke up was April first, and literally that day it was like boom, vegan, and just that that was like the first day. Um, but you should you, really. Did you do that day? Like how? You probably it was, it was a sad day. It was a sad day, obviously, because <laughs> I woke up. I had ate lobster the night before, and bro, like, I was just feeling all the fucking, like, I talk about dead energy, I was just feeling that completely, um, and then the next, or no, during dinner, like, my family's all talking, having good conversations, I'm sitting there in my own head, like, damn, bro, like, something's not right, something's just off, I should not be eating this, and the next morning, I was just like, damn, I need to change something, and I did, um, that's when I found spiritual, so, and I found his videos and how he went vegan and stuff. I was like, dude, this manifested at the most perfect time. Um, that day was so sad, bro. All I ate, I think I told you this before, all I ate was pistachios and an apple. Jeez. I ate like one or two apples. I literally probably got like 500 calories that day. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was, dude, that's probably, so when you lost all that weight you were talking about, what time period was that? That was probably April 1st. To, I only started putting weight back on like the re, the the recent like few weeks, um, probably from April to the end of June, Jeez. like real shit. Um, 
so tough, bro. So tough, and I definitely recommend that you do it gradually because yeah. I would never wish like the shitty feeling that I was that I that I felt just you know going from pretty fit you know at 180 like borderline 185 just watching my weight drop down. I wasn't even watching my weight, but I could just visibly see it all the way down to like 155. Bro. Yeah, probably less than that too. I was like skin and like for people who don't work out it's that's heartbreaking when you lose muscle mass like that like it really is because it almost feels like you just lost so much time that you worked you know it felt like all the all the work that I put in last year uh, senior high school and then college I felt like I literally just lost all that Um, but I really didn't because you know if I had done that before I started working out, like, I only started working out senior year of high school. Um, when, if I had done that when I wasn't working out, like, dude, I probably would have been, like, 145, 140, just super light. Um, yeah, that was tough, dude. Yeah. I definitely recommend you just take your time. You're doing I'm doing this, what I feel. Like, I'm just doing what I feel. Do what yeah. feels right, and that's what felt right for me at the time. Um, right now, it does not feel right to go straight vegan. <laughs> yeah, dude, no, it's, it, it's really tough. Um, it's just breakfast. I, I honestly, like the rest of my day could be like, I think I could go with a light dinner yeah. and the smoothie I have adds yeah. a lot of calories and protein, mm-hmm. but just breakfast needs to be pretty hearty for me because that just sets off my day. Big time. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I have those, the Just Eggs. If you heard of Asa Evils, yeah. we, we make those. Like we, we buy frozen, whatever, dragon fruit or acai berry. They come in packages. Bro, this, like, if I make you one of these, you're not going to go back to eating, like, regular acai bowls, or, or acai bowls. These are great. They're really? fantastic. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. where, do you, where do you buy them? Uh, the we go to Whole Foods. Everything on Whole Foods. Um, so, I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you a thing of the Just Eggs after. Um, and then, I'll show you what the package looks like for the acai bowls. They're, they're yeah, fantastic. I don't need it. I just need pictures, and I'll get it myself for sure. Of course, bro. Bet that, bet that. Dude, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into all that. 100%. My sister, it's wild because, like, my sister's been talking about going vegan. and like Really? Yeah, and she's really into the tarot cards. Like, I think she's on the brink of awakening herself. Really? You know, yeah. That's awesome. How old is your sister? She just turned 21 two days ago. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's awesome. And, like, I think the big thing for her is that, like, confidence in what she's doing. And that was a big thing with my mom is, like, she wouldn't tell people or talk about it because, like, she didn't want people to diminish it. And like what you said to me that really resonated with me, you're like, you're gonna make this podcast and it's not gonna resonate with everyone. But like- Big time. Bro. Yeah, I don't, like, if it doesn't resonate with you and like you don't listen, that's, I'm not offended. Like, but it, for the people who like it and like, yeah. almost, not need it, but it's actually helping them, like that's the people I'm focused mm-hmm. on, you know? And like, that's yeah. what makes me feel better. 100%. And, like, there are people out there who are open to it, you know? Yeah, uh, big thing with the spirituality side of it things too it's just not everybody's gonna resonate not everybody really wants to drop the ego and like wake up um and same thing with veganism not everybody will resonate with what i say about veganism not everyone is supposed to believe in your dreams like you believe in your dreams they're your dreams for a reason it's your purpose right 100 percent. yeah that was a big issue when i started waking up because i was like i got every like i need everybody to be like this yeah and then like it just diminished my spirituality because I was like it's not like that I did the same thing like my mom really taught me how to like protect my energies and Mm -hmm. use archangels and stuff like that yeah big time it's spirituality can get deep the rabbit hole goes deep 
but forever like yes it's like it goes this. forever and that's the thing <laughs> i will live by the saying i think i said this yesterday the more you come to know the more you come to know how little you know yeah it's just there's so much information and a wise man will never be one person to think he knows everything i'm not going to come out here and say that i know everything there is to spirituality no i'm a, like life is a learning process i'm going to be learning and i enjoy this process big time um and also, dude, I think everyone wants to know your story of how you woke up. I'm very, very wow. curious and, you know, like open up about some stuff. Feel free to like let go of whatever. All right. So I'll tell you my breaking point. I'll start there. So yeah. like me, this is quarantine. This is where me and Steven and Justin are hanging out every day. It's either like we're playing video games with whoever and like just getting angry at each other getting off video games going smoking getting back on video games mm -hmm. then after that going and then me steven and justin would just hang out at night because like quarantine like you still could hang out with friends and stuff but we live yeah. close so we just run over each other's houses mm -hmm. and um there's just a lot of anger and like not much happiness and like one day we decided to go wrestling and like we just wrestled at the middle school or the high school baseball field. Yeah. And like Steven and Justin just beat the shit out of me like five yeah. times, like yeah. each of them, like just over and over again. And like they had good matches, but I just get the shit kicked out of me. And like yeah. after bro, like I literally just felt like the like the worst I've ever felt. Like I first I started off I was like like you're the weakest person ever, you're like a fat piece of shit, like just kept going and then like it went yeah. into like actually you're not good at anything like you're stupid you're an idiot like you have no purpose here like just everything and like yeah. i covered up my face and like made it seem like i was tired but i was really crying under my shit because like it just yeah. all came out at once really and like that was a big moment though because like i let it out and then just walked like i never said anything about it i kind of just walked away but like just getting it out myself felt pretty good already yeah and then i might be messing up my timeline here but right. i think we got, we got time, bro. Like, no, I know, but I'm, yeah. yeah. But um, then, like, me, Steven, and Justin realized how, like, unhappy we were. And, like, yeah. they've taken shrooms before. And, like, they know there's more just from that. And, like, I took them, but not, like, tried to take them. Yeah. And uh, so we, we did, we climbed the mountain, and we did that. We mm -hmm. meditated on top. And, like, it all just came together. And, like, we we felt like the unity of everyone we like it was so weird we went up there we're meditating we like closed our eyes and like once all these emotions came out and like we're up there crying like releasing our insecurities like justin had his thing steven had his and then yeah. i had mine like mm -hmm. we realized there was like 60 people up there when we got up there no one it was zero people it was just Whoa. us three like and we were just sitting there like what like after that it was so peaceful and like we walked down and like I didn't talk for the rest of the day because I just was so content and like I felt yeah. no need to talk and mm -hmm. then um yeah we came down from the mountain and then like just started smoking and drinking again and like just lost everything and like yeah. we were like what was that but then like the whole day we we're like that was awesome like what was that and then yeah. right when we started smoking and drinking we like diminished it we we're like that was just the shrooms like that wasn't yeah. anything you know like that was just drugs or whatever but then, like, I kind of kept feeling like shit, and, like, I knew I felt like shit, and I was like, all right, like, you saw the end result. This was, this was what I, when I was on shrooms, I was like, this is a point I can hit on my own. Yeah. And then I was like, you got the message, like, now it's time to figure out how to get there, you know what I'm saying? And naturally, I started, I got a job at Target because I just was like, 
the biggest thing, and like this isn't me tooting around a horn or anything, it's like I'm at home when there's essential workers out there serving a purpose to society, and I'm just yeah. being here like playing video games, almost wasting my life away. So I was like, I just need to help people. And like, I know that will make me feel better. Like it was about the money in a sense, mm -hmm. but the bigger thing was like just doing something and actually contributing to like society as a whole. So then I got out and I started working. And like, then when I was working, they're like, all right, we need you to start working like the 4 a.m. shift. And I was like, oh shit. But like mm -hmm. my, my attitude's always been like, if someone's gonna give you money, like you're gonna do whatever they say. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just yeah. gonna get the work done. And um, I was like, hell yeah, like I'll do it. and. So that was a 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. shift, eight hours before 12 p.m. Like that was wild to me. And, but that meant, and this was when things were kind of like, parents were letting us hang out again and like kind of grad parties were happening. Yeah. And like people were hanging out late and stuff like that. And I just, every time we hung out, I'd have to say like, nah, I gotta work tomorrow. You know, like, like nine o'clock, I'd be like, nah, I gotta go. Like I gotta work yeah. tomorrow. And like, that made me feel so good deep down, just being like doing shit for myself, you know? Yeah. And, um, like I kept, I kept working and I kept working. And then once I had that work schedule down, I got back into working out because I lost that throughout quarantine. Yeah. And then when I had working out, I was feeling better. And then I got back into my dieting because like I had all these things, but I just let them go throughout quarantine. It was like a reset button almost because yeah. I dropped them all and built them back up the correct way. Like I did my deep research and I did all my like searching and, and then like, I had my diet down and like then I, I was like I'm gonna hit a six pack like I'm gonna get it you know what I'm saying and like yeah. I said it like I said it a lot I'm like I'm gonna do it like I, this is the time to do it like I've always wanted one I always pictured myself going off to like school with one mm -hmm. not for anyone else for me for like you. just for having it and when I got it and I looked in a mirror like that was like an overwhelming sense of like confidence and like just actually happy with myself like that was the yeah. first time I was ever happy with myself in my life like and didn't Six realize it over here, bro. Yeah. Let's go. It good was for you. like it's come and gone since, and yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm good because the campy trip and everything threw me off, and like I've had those stomach problems. Uh -huh. But like when I had it that first initial time, and like looked at my body and actually was proud of what I'd done, like that's when I was so positive, and I didn't feel any negativity, and like that was I didn't realize it, but I only saw positivity after that. And after I was only admitting positivity and it was just bouncing back. I was just talking to people all day at Target. I didn't even know. Like I was just yeah. talking to like, I, and it was, it was feeling good. But then Justin had a conversation with you and then you had a conversation with me, Steven and Justin in Steven's basement. And like, it was wild cause we hadn't seen you in forever and like we just, connected off the rip like you said like yeah. we just got into it and off like rip. Mm -hmm. like my whole life I've been open to every concept like you dude Tyler Whitmore like he always has been talking about Christianity with me because I've been so open to like just wanting something to believe in yeah and of he's he's like dude I like respect you for just like listening and stuff like that and like I when I when we got to you like what you said was finally what resonated with me you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying and it wasn't yeah. like if I felt it in the moment, but you said things I've heard about and like while you said them, I had like flashbacks in my head of like people saying those in my life and then like Steven released some emotions, like I released some emotions, like it was just yeah. a good ass conversation and you told like the concepts you've been living by yeah. and like Justin's been living by some concepts already, like 
it's gonna sound wild, but like the no fab comp, like he's been talking about that a lot. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. he then you were into it and like you just dropped all like you didn't drop the knowledge, you dropped the principles and let us go and discover it for ourselves. Yeah. And the first thing I did the next day at Target was watch like an hour video on chakras. Like just let it play while I was packing packages mm-hmm. and like it, he went through the chakras and I think he cleansed my chakras like naturally you know what I'm saying because like I was just thinking about it while I was going mm-hmm. and after like I just felt all the positivity coming back and then like dude people around me were releasing like their depression like they were talking about like wild things that aren't normal conversations necessarily like darkness they've had in their lives and like mm-hmm. people were telling me how happy they've seen me they're like you're the most positive kid ever like how does this happen and it was like that like it was like a flip Mm -hmm. And that day, I felt like I was on mushrooms again. And I was like, I fucking did it. Like, I'm back at this point. And, Mm -hmm. like, I went, I was a little scared at first because, like, what is this feeling? What is this feeling? And, like, I went to the bathroom and my eyes were bloodshot. Like, they were, like, I was high. It was weird. Yeah. And, like, but no one else called me out on it. Like, no one was like, are you high? Like, it was, it was so odd. And, like, when I was stacking packages, like, everything was so geometrically perfect. Like, everything I did was just falling into place perfectly. And, like, it was so odd like it was such a such an interesting feeling and like but then I knew I could have it and like that's the best I've ever felt and I don't live there but that's the best I've ever felt yeah and like I know it's there and that's the point like that's what I think so interesting about spirituality is it shows you such a high point and then breaks you back down and then teaches you to find new ways to get back to that point you know and then you get to a greater point because you built yourself back up and then breaks you back down even farther you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's so odd yeah not odd it makes sense but like it makes complete sense right it's so fun and like that's what's made my lows happy times because i'm like this is learning time you know what i'm saying because like when i'm really happy and i'm like on cloud nine i'm like this is the best feeling in the world and it's good in itself but then when i'm low i'm like yeah this sucks but like you know how much you're learning right now and how much like more beneficial this moment is than those highs mm-hmm. and like that was a big thing and then after you opened my eyes to sh- oh and while this whole thing was going on I had a book about Buddhism that I was reading just mm-hmm. because like I've always had wanted to get into every religion and like I had a list in my room I have every religion I wanted to read in order in my room and like I, Buddhism was always at the top and like I've always just gravitated towards it I don't know why like I'm in like classes in school if I had free time I'd watch videos on it I think it's cause like Joe Rogan and like the people I'd watch would talk about it a lot and um it led me to want to research it and like it really resonated with me and I really love like the idea of being content and that that's so that book was there and then I didn't understand much of it while I was reading it but then when I was like awake I understood all of it and then when I talked to someone I could spew it out without even knowing I was saying the book yeah it was wild like the one the podcast with Nicole like I was literally just like saying analogies from that story that I didn't even know were in my mind and it was just because I was so into that conversation yeah and like so but when we a big thing was when we had that conversation and you said this yesterday like after you you noticed I said like I know what I want to do with the podcast and it's because when I had like Mm -hmm. before that I was like I want to start this podcast back up I don't know what to do with it but I just want to start it and like then when I like I don't know like I just had like a vision in my head and it was literally what's happening now and like I was just like I gotta go for it and like the first thing I saw in my head was like you gotta 
use your Instagram. Like you can't like because I was thinking about deleting it because it yeah. was just like a wasting my time. And then I was like, no, like you said intent. So I just switched my intent with it, and now it's become like the most productive thing in my life. You know, yeah. and like it's wild. Like you were a, a big catalyst to this. Like cat, yeah, catalyst. Mm -hmm. And like it's it's that's what I want to do for people is not do it for them, but like just show them. You know, being a guide. In yeah. Sense. Yeah. And like, all, like leading by example instead of just putting words to their face. Yeah, <laughs> and not like, hard true. It's just it's just grown since then. Like it just has. And like once I I felt so, I put in my two weeks at Target when they started cutting hours because I like working forty hours a week. Mm -hmm. And Justin had that job opportunity at uh, Lake Boone, so I was switching over. And like at that time, I had made, I feel this way, Target. I made a lot of people there happier. Like I let a lot of people just be themselves again. And like when I was leaving, a lot of people missed me. Like, and I hadn't even been there for 90 days. And like, that's not a feeling I had anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like being missed, I hadn't had that anywhere. And like, it was wild. And like, but I knew, and I almost felt like, what am I doing? I should stay here. But then I was like, no, I knew I took this job for a purpose. And like, now my, now my job is to spread positivity to all these people who are going through hard times like I see people alcoholics I see drug addicts I see mm -hmm. people like all day who need me and like now I get to be out in the world and help them in just little moments of life you know and like I know that's my purpose now and like this podcast like this is my biggest purpose right now and like it's just this has helped me way more than it's helped people and I could say that with utter confidence like mm -hmm. my spirituality grows so rapidly with this podcast mm -hmm. and it's it's been amazing and like that's that's really been my journey like and it's just the key like the biggest thing for me and what I recommend for people is like when you do your research research online of course like look at the websites and articles and YouTube videos but get the books you need to like get the blue light out of your life before your sleep time and read it and it, it resonates in your head differently it just yeah. does you know and like that's that's a big thing where I, like it's weird because at the beginning of quarantine I was like I just need to start reading like I've always wanted to read and I said I didn't have the time and now I do and like then I just started picking up books and then the spiritual books like accumulated from my mother you know it's just like yeah just wild like it does all happen for a reason and like mm -hmm. yes there's free will but I didn't realize what I was doing was gonna get me to where I am. And looking back, all these little things that happened like led to this point. And it all started with me just wanting to feel better. And like, I knew I felt bad. That's, it's hard because a lot of people don't even know they feel bad. Oh, and I completely forgot this part. My, the chiropractor, like the, that's a big part where I started is because like when I came down from the mountain on mushrooms, like I was standing up perfectly straight and it was the first time in my life I felt perfect posture and I was mm -hmm. like I could get to this point too but like I know a chiropractor is needed and he, when I got there he's like all your bones are out of whack he's like you could stretch every day it doesn't matter I need to realign them and I've been going three times a week and like that's what my paychecks have been going to is this chiropractor like mm -hmm. and admit like I went three times a week now I'm two times a week now I'm one times a week and like now I'm about to just go off to school without him you know and like he's he helped me so much and like uh, an analogy in a sense is he aligned my chakras like my posture was bad and then he aligned my chakras and after that was aligned I had a conversation with you and then the next day I looked him up and like I was awake you know it's, it's just wow. wild how it all works out yeah, dude. and like 
dude, a chiropractor, that chiropractor, he changed my life. And I told him that today. I told him that, like, you really changed my life. Like, you don't understand how much better. All right, you do understand because you're a chiropractor, but I was like, like, you, I just feel confident. I walk with my chest. Like, everyone tells me they think I've gotten taller. Like, I just finally you definitely feel like it bro yeah i feel better like i just mm-hmm. feel better and like now i look better because of it you know like people say look good feel good nah you feel good then you look it's good the opposite. it's the opposite. the opposite yeah and like the goal is not to look good the goal is always to feel good and that's why it's happened you know yeah and like a big thing now and a big leap and we talked about it yesterday was piercing my ears bro like i've always that looks dude that fits you so good I've you always look, you look dope bro you i really dope. fucking appreciate it because i've yeah. always wanted to Mm-hmm. I've asked mad people, and they're like, nah, you can't, like, you're, you're, like, you just don't have the look, and I'm like, alright, whatever. Of course, they're gonna tell you you don't have the look, but... But, I was like, fuck it, bro, and, like, when I did it, at first, I was like, what am I doing? But when I looked in the mirror at first and saw it, I was like, this is me, bro, like, yeah. this, and, like, every time I pass a mirror, I just get happy now, just to see them, because, like, I don't know, it just makes me feel better, and, like, my, li- my child self wanted them, like, when I was little, like... I'm not calling on my mother here, but when I was little, like, I wanted to get them with my sister, and she's like, no, they're for girls, and, like, I understand, mm-hmm. like, where she's coming from, because I'm little, and I didn't know, yeah. and, like, but my my child self did want them, and it's because, like, I grew up looking at skater, skateboarders, I was mm-hmm. really big into that from a young age, and they yeah. all had them, and, like, I was just, like, I just wanted them, and, like, if your inner child wants them, like, you're never going to be able to break away from that, Yeah, and that's what I realized, so, like, I just did it, and now I feel amazing about it, you know? That's so awesome, dude. I am so, like, dude, I will t- I will tell you this so many times, bro. I'm so fucking glad to see you and where you're at right now, dude. Like, you, from the kid I used to know, from All Stars, from even that job last year, bro. You remember how we were during that job, you know? We would we would work for, like, whatever a few hours and then just go and burn and do all this other stuff. And we had was, a good time, but we were bro, just... yeah, good times, but... Scumbags. Scumbags. <laughs> complete scumbags to Mike and everybody there, bro. But, dude, like, I am... I just... You radiate positivity, bro. You radiate positivity. Really, you look... Goal. I'm sure you feel this way, too. You know, you feel good, look good. You look amazing, dude. Everything... You've my mom doing. was saying that like not to me she was like i didn't want to say this to all you guys because it seems like a motherly thing but she's like you guys look healthy like it's not like mm-hmm. you look attractive or anything it's just healthy yeah and, like that's like it's just a representation of how i feel you know and it's exact like it's Big just time. exactly how it is yeah. feel good look good and like mm-hmm. i really appreciate all the kind words and like the same exact they're gonna keep coming bro like i do <laughs> Just honestly, you're, you're you're a man, bro. You are a man. It's you're wild. you're just a grown person. You are more mature than a, a lot of adults I know, you know. And just, I'm so proud of where you're at. I'm dude, so glad that I. I was, could say the same thing for you, like, yeah. dude. When we like, when we would had that summer job, like it, it was us burning and like me, Will and Sean, like just making stupid jokes. And I always felt like you were just like to yourself. Like I felt like you were being quiet and like yeah. had more to say, but you didn't say it you know mm-hmm. and then like like my opinion of you had changed a hundred percent like before like i'm i'm saying with this all love and like i know you're like you're gonna take this with all love yeah but like it was almost like if you were there didn't weren't there like we didn't notice you know what i'm saying not in a yeah, bad yeah. way but in the sense like you were just quiet and like didn't express yourself yeah and like i felt bad because i wanted to help you but i didn't know how to help you and like now you helped me which is fucking wild you know 
and like it just it everything happens for a reason you know Every, everything does bro i'm so glad that i was you know even you just saying that conversation influenced you i know i had gone there and i went there with a purpose and bro that was really when i tapped into my spiritual side i'm like that's my spiritual purpose is anybody no matter like what anyone has done to me no matter you know like what beef we have no matter you know if, if you don't like me or something like that no matter if we have cut ties bro like dude that's my purpose is to just just talk to people talk to people let's open up about our problems let's talk about our dreams our goals our aspirations and my purpose is to wake people up my purpose is to just spread peace love and positivity that's it bro whatever mm -hmm. job i do that's what i'm gonna do and i'm so glad that i had that effect on you because you know sometimes you don't notice you have that effect on someone until you know that you, you tell me um and I knew I had some effect, uh, and I, I still, you know, wonder about Stephen and Justin about the same, but, like, dude, I'm so glad that I've influenced you that way. A hundred percent. Stephen, uh, he's just had a rough summer, so it's tough for him. Yeah, to, I, I could definitely tell. He, I could read that's that. why he's been quiet in the podcast, because he's just taking it all in. Yeah. It resonates with him. He's had the feeling. He just needs yeah. to do his research and yeah. hasn't had the time. I shot and, him a text today. Remember I was telling you? Um, yeah, Yeah. hundred percent. I shot him a, a, a loving text today, bro, and... <laughs> Dude, Steven is a strong kid. If you can look at the kid, he looks like a fucking beast, bro. He's, just, he's a beast. <laughs> he's, a he's a tank. And whatever he's going through, he will get through it. He's going to ride out the storm and come out stronger, and we're all going to be there for him. 100%. And, like, Justin, he's just as Oh, my as gosh. Justin, too, bro. Like, oh my. dude, <laughs> me me and him were on that same, you know, group of friends. We had that main group of friends or whatever. Um, and, dude, just seeing the person that he's changed into and... You know, we, we know we know some of his issues and stuff Dude, like that. Dude, he had so much anger, like so much anger, bro. Yeah. Like you, and like, also I don't know how come he'll be fine with me saying this, but I'm not gonna get into it. Like, he had an addiction to girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And once he released that, like he's his life has changed. He yeah. views girls differently. Like, mm -hmm. dude, like. We could get into it because I'm comfortable talking about it now, but that's sexual part of my energy... Story. That's part of my story, too. Yeah, we'll definitely get into it's, that. It's, it's like... He taught me a lot of... Like, you've all... Like, you introduced me to Shockers, and, like, he's taught me a lot about sexual energy. See, not even necessarily him. Like, just by example, him realizing there was an issue there and finding solution for himself, and then, like, that solution, yes, we don't have the same problem, but still working for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it, like, I'm so proud of him, bro. Like, Shout out Justin, dude. Shout out Justin. It's wild, because before, or during quarantine at the beginning, like, I felt like we didn't ever talk, because, like, we sat down and we would talk, but it would be him on his phone and me, him being like, um... So what are you doing this summer? I'd be like, oh, working at Buffet Way. And he's like, what's that? And like, it was just to sit like 10 times. Yeah, and I'd like, dimensional Dude. conversations, right? 100%. And now like, me and him cannot stop talking all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's awesome. Except today was odd. Today at work, he was like, Dude, I just, he's like, I feel the energy. I feel the love. He's like, I just don't feel like talking. And like, we just listen to music all day. Yeah. And like, it was still in like, almost a better day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it was wild. And, yeah. Like, Dude, today was fucking awesome. Today was That's so, so sick. Good, dude. Like That's it was, awesome. it's the last time we're gonna get to work together this summer. Yeah. And they sent us out to like West Bumfuck, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But there was, it was just we were so into nature. We went to a campground and like delivered ice, and we we're just in the middle of the woods. And then like while we were driving, we saw a picnic bench right next to a river, and that's where we ate our lunch and stuff like that. And like Whoa. we were just driving through the woods all day. Like it was awesome. That's awesome, dude. It was so yeah. awesome, bro.
what what good kids you got there, bro. <laughs> like seriously, dude. Not even kids. I'll say this proudly. Just men, bro. I I was telling Justin that today. Like today's, I feel like an adult. I dude, really said that. That's the thing, bro. Like you know, everybody can do whatever they want. You can go out and party and you know fuck all these girls and you know just fool around, fool around as much as you want. Keep doing that. But one day you gotta grow up. One day you have to grow up. You mm-hmm. have to let go of you know being a kid and have having everybody else do everything for you right it's it's time to grow up dude um and you guys are already grown bro like we are all so mature and dude i like i appreciate it does feel like i did it but i can't take any credit for it like it is all my environment you know what i'm saying like yeah. my family my school my yeah. like it's it is all it, it isn't me i'm a representation of what i was put in you know and you're like, product of your environment exactly right? and yeah. like yes there are certain drives in me, like hard work and stuff like that, but that's been passed on from generations. You know, like I had a grandfather who his parents passed away when he was 18 and had to take over his family and just finish up high school and go straight to work. And he's been working yeah. ever since, but he loves minimum wage jobs. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he loves his life and he loves his family and learned to be content. And like my dad's just a grinder and my mom's just a grinder and like it just passes on, you know? and like. Yes, I'm a very like white privileged kid, but I've never, never been. I have been given things. I've been given a lot. I've been yeah. given that privilege. Yeah. But I, in terms of materialistic things, like they've always been like, if you fucking want it, you you gotta get it yourself. You know what I'm saying? And big like, time, bro. And that's that's a big part of why we're here too. Is like Stephen, Justin, and I. Yes, we are very privileged. But our parents yeah. made us work for our things, you know, and like, yeah. that's important. It is important. Like, it was, yeah. it's not like a, like a, I'm not giving my kids when I can. It's like, I'm giving them something greater. Like, what I, when I, like, I wanted a basketball hoop, worked my ass off, bought a basketball hoop, loved that basketball hoop 10 times more than if someone gave it to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big like, time. I was playing video games in my living room, but I couldn't play when I wanted to. Worked my ass off, got a TV, put it in my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a little awesome, stuff like dude. that. And, like, mm-hmm. of course, there's things they're going to give you along the way, but, like, just working for big things is what's, like, just been taught in my life. 100%. And, like, I could see that in your life, too. Like, yeah. we, we talk about this at work. Like, we're, we're, like, we're at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. getting it yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, sorry. No, it's all good. Um, I was just gonna say I'm on the same page as you, uh, being a, a white privileged kid. I, you know, I have a great family that I'm gonna be fortunate enough to not have any debt coming out of school or whatever education or whatever, you know, um, degree I pursue. I'm I'm fortunate enough to have those assets. And shout out to Chucho too, because I was listening to your podcast with him. There was one point where he was saying, like, damn, you know, like I wish I had some assets but you know i'm still working my ass off i'm still grinding and that's the same thing i'm doing bro like you know everybody like i'll say this a hundred times bro it's not about the cards that you get dealt it's about how you deal with the cards that you're dealt it's about how you deal with those cards not everybody gets the same advantage um i have an advantage over some people you know and it's not like i asked for it but i still work my ass off every single day i've never asked nobody well obviously i've, I've taken help when help has been given to me you know you can ask you there is points to ask for help but i get what you're saying like you don't rely that was a big problem for me too i could i never asked for help and now i'm starting to actually like you know start to ask for help 
and be receiving of the help and the aid that comes my way because I've always just been so alone so just you know trying to do everything myself I had to fix myself I really fixed myself on my own nobody else fucking and that's that's the big thing is like I was trying to fix people and I was yeah. like I can help everybody I can do it for them but yeah. then I had to learn like oh shit I did it myself they gotta yeah. do it their self exactly bro like, like we talked about free will um, you know like you can't like the only person who's gonna save you is yourself the only person who can save you is yourself at the end of the day because you can have as many people help you and give you handouts and this and that but if you're not gonna do something with those handouts or if you're not gonna take action on what's given to you and you're not gonna show gratitude and appreciation and manifest something out of it then you're not gonna get anywhere um, and yeah again I'm just so proud of how hard-working you are um, you influence me I'm I hope I influence you too uh, it, it just goes back and forth like that's it how it works like yeah just we the biggest concept of life and we lost this in our past consciousness is we rise together if you're pushing someone down yeah. you are in the same exact spot you're just higher than someone else like, percent. that's like it and I'm gonna get a little political here, but like I don't believe in politics. And like I'm like Angie now, and I didn't. I thought she was wacky at first, yeah. instead of saying those things. But now I'm yeah. like I see when she's. On the same page? I'm on the same page when she's That's saying good. like, like everybody just needs like if everybody just broke down and understood themselves, then we could build a society up on everybody. Everybody being okay with themselves and good they'd live by well morals naturally like the world would run the way it should be run but the thing is people don't look to understand and that like you said yes. that all the time understand. and mm -hmm. that's where the issue is so like i don't believe like i would have said to my sister who's a liberal she would say like capitalism isn't good and i'd say capitalism is the only way to do it and then I, like realizing like yeah capitalism is keeping someone lower there's mm -hmm. always has to be a lower person yeah. and like we do all rise together and like that's the con like i was talking about this with a kid from like boone like he was saying this is sean shout out to sean uh he was saying how like in spirituality and in the real world we need to find the balance in between logistics and emotion like emotional parts of it and yeah. like that's what liberals and republicans are in a sense because republicans mm -hmm. are working around logic and what makes sense and what they can see which is very yeah. important and then liberals are working around how people feel, how it's gonna affect everyone else, the group, and like that's also very important. No one's better, no one's worse. They're different, but they're equally important and need to find a way of, of intertwining. I completely agree, dude. Uh, I remember you talking about politics a little bit in the beginning podcast and uh, seeing and talking, having talked to you before at Steven's house or whatever, um, and you came out with politics, I was like, oh, I hope he kind of changes his mindset, because I'm on the same page as you, bro, like, dude, or on the same page as Angie. Religion and politics is what divides this world. Imagine this, bro. Imagine taking the the fantastic ideas of, of a Republican, right, and a Democrat. Imagine taking the both the left brain and the right brain, the logistic brain and the creative side of the brain, and combining those parties, combining those two sides of the brain, using 100% of your brain using everything that both the Republicans and Democrats bring to the table. Same thing with religions too. With take Christianity and Buddhism and 
um, Judaism and all these other religions combine all of them, bro, and make something better out of it because it just there's such a divide today, and we see it with this race war going on. Nobody, because of your fucking skin color, you're not lesser, and I hate how the world has really come to just portray that. You know, these white capitalist elites get on top, and these Caucasian people, you know, just history has been twisted to really just shame the melanated being, and that's not right. Um, but imagine if, you know, non-melanated beings or melanated beings could just combine their ideas, and we could all just, that's, what's, that's what the law of one is. Mm -hmm. The law of oneness. We are all one. It's we happening. are all connected. It's gonna happen. And that's, our, that's what like, this Our generation is. is the generation, like, it is. I'm so, we are the, per we were grow we were bred in the perfect time period. We lived old world, we're going yeah. to live most of our life new world. Yeah. We were grown up by, we were, our childhoods were run by parents who understood how important it was to be on hard on your kid in certain senses, like working for things, but not damaging them with like treating them poorly. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. lot of our parents went through some shit with their parents because their parents grew up during the Great Depression. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's all comes full circle like that. Like that pain gets passed on. But as generation goes on, we see it. We see each generation learning from their past and getting better and better and better. Yeah. And then you'd say the generation under us is a little too coddled. So that's why I think we're literally, we yeah. got the perfect, like you need to work for it, but yeah. it's all love. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, of course. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah, we're, Gen Z is a fantastic generation to be in. That's what, that's what we're in, uh, Generation Z. And dude, it's just like, we, we have both experienced, yeah, like you said, old world and new world. We've Growing up, we experienced some of the bad times, bro. But now we're in this new world, and just people are waking up. Veganism, it's wild. People are waking up. Like, do you, do you like? Have you ever thought of why it's been happening so just abruptly? Like, it's rapid. Why yes. is it in twenty twenty though? Can I put you on game right now if you're open? All right. If I'm open, bro. What do you mean? All if right. I'm open? Okay. But here, here we go. So. Uh, in Ethiopia, they have their own time period. They have their own calendar. We operate on the Gregorian calendar. So we're in 2020. They call it 2020. Do you remember how I told you that the age of Pisces shift was get, what it's going to happen in 2012? So before I had gotten this knowledge and done some more outside-of-the-box thinking, I was thinking that we were already eight years ahead of the original shift from Pisces to Aquarius. So... We're in 2020. I thought the shift happened in 2012, so we were eight years later. In Ethiopia, if you do your deep research, don't just look it up on Google because Google's a bot. They're just gonna show you exactly what, you know, they're gonna say it's whatever, August something, 2020. Ethiopia is eight years behind us. Ethiopia is eight years behind the Gregorian calendar. They have their own calendar. In Ethiopia, it's 2012. So. That's wild. Dude, it's been so twisted, and of course they raise us on the Gregorian calendar, and they yeah. they put you this or they put you through it in school for a reason. They don't want you to know about this, bro. They don't want a lot of people to know about this conscious shift that we're making. So right now it's 2012. That's the mindset I'm in. It's 2012. Remember how the world was supposed to end in 2012? That's why I said yesterday the worst is yet to come, bro. Watch out this winter, December 21st, 2012. We need to be aware because the worst is yet to come. Why do you think? Wait, what's gonna happen? A 
whole lot of shit. I told you about food shortage. I told you about, uh, or I'll tell you about the presidential election, bro. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I don't know if there will be a president. I just, there's, there's a whole lot of corruption and disaster coming because in order for us to shift from 3D to 5D, in order for us to shift from old earth to new earth, we have to go down to come up. Earth has to, Earth has to, not disintegrate, but Earth has to just go through some shit like in order to we rise gotta get up. Broken down you have to the last point to build back up on the right foundations. Yeah, exactly. that's literally what I just described in my life. Yeah, mm -hmm. you that's have to go. So after every ascent is a descent, but after every descent is an ascent. So you have to go down to come up. We're we're going through the shits right now. We see it with this coronavirus. This is just ridiculous. I went to go get tested today in order to go to Maine. They made me put a fucking cotton, whatever, cotton swab up my nose. Like, what? Is this, a, is this a video game, bro? Like, dude, this is just nuts. And it doesn't even seem real. And it's just, it's absurd. So, yeah, like I was saying, we're making this conscious shift from Pisces to Aquarius. It's 2012 right now. That's why they say the world is ending in 2012. Because, no, Earth is not going to blow up or not. There's not going to be some, you know, giant explosion where there's no more Earth and we no longer exist. Consciousness always exists. So while we're in this shift, we're making a constant. We're making a conscious shift. We're upgrading our level of consciousness. So the world is ending in a spiritual sense. We're shifting from age of Pisces, old world, to age of Aquarius, new world. We're shifting from believing. You know that's that's like bro. There were no religions before the age of Pisces. There were no celebrities rappers, all this other stuff. You believe and idolize these rappers and high celebrities who just have money and they're all into just, you know, fast cars, um, sex, like fucking broads, all this shit, dude. And it's just, it's terrible propaganda. It's all an agenda. We're shifting from believing in that, believing in that type of stuff. Now we're waking up. Now we're knowing that, oh shit, like we're thinking outside the box now. We know what's going on. We know that's just an agenda um, and again everybody makes the shift at their own pace some people are gonna get left behind too you know some people won't be comfortable with leaving the old world they'll be like oh no I wanna I, I don't want anything to change they'll be just they'll be stuck in the matrix bro like we have to evolve we have to ascend into this new world consciousness and that's why both me and you have so much peace positivity and love in our hearts because our heart chakras are opening up. All this love is just spewing out of me, bro. All this love is just spewing out. Um, and same thing for you too. We're here for a higher purpose. Now we actually know that we're here for a higher purpose. We're here for the greater good and for the highest joy. We're here to connect with the divine source and manifest divine love. Be one with the God source, you know? Love ourselves, take care of ourselves, take care of other people lose all the hate and anger and judgment and envy and once you jealousy. find love in yourself though that's it's not like you gotta lose it to find it it's once you find it you lose it you yeah. know and like that's what i realized is like i stopped hating once i just love myself and like it takes a while to love yourself bro it, it does. really does it's yeah. hard I, I feel so bad dude especially for women bro especially yeah, women hard they have it so hard who can they look up to for you know, they look up, everybody looks up to celebrities. Who do they look up to? Cardi B and Nicki Minaj with fucking fake tits and a fake ass, bro? Like, dude, 
they have nobody to look up to. I wish every female, every queen out there, bro, females are queens. Females are divine. That's why it's called the divine feminine. It's called that for a reason. Females are fucking beautiful, bro. Every female should be able to look in the mirror. Not only females, but males. But I emphasize this for females, because too. females are vicious to each other, too. Yes, and they're so emotional, bro. They'll, they can't look in the mirror and feel good about themselves. So I just, I encourage every female, and this will happen as the, as the shift, you know, progresses. Every female should look in the mirror. Every woman should look in the mirror with an overabundance of confidence, happiness, self-love, and just gratitude and appreciation for how they look. Appreciate how you look because this is your vessel. This is your body. Everybody's beautiful. No matter what you look like on the outside, you know, everybody looks different on the outside, bro. But you're beautiful the way that you are. You are beautiful just because you're simply a human being on this earth. Everyone is beautiful. You know, people will look at their, their they'll pick apart their flaws. It's, we've been, we've been programmed to do that. You know, you pick apart your your acne and you don't like the way how your body looks and you feel and so when you think about it you get more insecurities and up so here on your body the probability vortex of manifestation you think about it then you start to feel some type of way and then it manifests in an action so then you start to cry and have a lot of self-hate and you know you're depreciating everyone should be able to look at themselves and just and have an overabundance of confidence and again self-love everybody should be happy with who they are everybody should love themselves because we are all beautiful we are all one i will like dude i don't look at and that's a big thing too with uh with justin's you know transformation from his you know uh habits with girls i've had the same habits bro i've been through a lot of twisted shit with girls and it wasn't me that was my lowest self i used to look at girls as sexual objects because somebody allowed me to get my hands on a computer and I saw porn at the age of six. I knew no better, bro. I knew no better. That fucked up, that fucked yeah, up my mind, you up. bro. My mind was so twisted, bro, all throughout high school and even until I got to college, bro. It was so fucked up. I've also been in a couple sexually abusive relationships, so I haven't, uh, you probably known this too. I never used to like speak up for myself. I never had the self-confidence and the voice to actually tell someone to like stop doing something bro and so i went along with a lot with a lot of twisted shit at a at a young age bro like it was around freshman year when like a couple of relationships happened and i was i i couldn't speak up for myself bro i really went through some some fucked up shit a lot of just sexual trauma and that just completely changed the way i looked at girls for the rest of high school bro i so wish that I had that child innocence and I could just look at a girl like normally, bro. But I would have these visions of just, you know, looking at girls like they're just objects and, you know, you just want to like fucking hook up with them or whatever, bro. Like I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me. And that's a big part of my story too. Um, that shit happened at the age of six. I was such a happy kid, bro. Such a happy kid. Elementary school and middle school were the best like years of my life. I had nothing wrong with me Even though I got my hands on that at an early age. I had That was shoved down in my subconscious for a long time um, Elementary school middle school were the best years of my life like fourth or fifth grade was so fun Sixth seventh eighth grade was fantastic. I was so social 
I had a lot of friends. I had, you know, family was like, we were so close and stuff. Everything was going good until around like eighth grade where these visions from, you know, my subconscious at six years old. And not only that, um, just, you know, the, the habits that I have with girls and the, the twisted mind that I now had as, as a result of something else. I just, that's when my anxiety and depression started to manifest itself because I was beginning not to love, not to love myself, bro. I used to be able to connect with angels, bro. I used to have that creative side of me, bro. I used to just be so happy with myself and then they just shut the door because I was going through some shit. I had some shit to deal with clearly. Um, so yeah, eighth grade into freshman year, bro, I, I transitioned from Marlboro to St. John's. That was such a tough transition, bro, because it was like I was leaving everything that I ever knew and going to St. John's. Nobody knows about St. John's, bro. Like I haven't told, I barely told anyone what I've done there. And uh, not even people at St. John's, not even those kids that I consider my friends knew some of the shit that I went through, bro. Going there, I knew nobody, and that was so tough because at the time, like, I was, I, I was already, like, not loving myself when I was, like, 12 or 13, bro. That was so tough. And going there, as, as I've been saying, too, I, I never had the self-confidence or the voice to express myself, express my true highest self. I never had the, the confidence to just express love and show love, and I never received love, therefore, so... I just went through a lot of issues with friends. Um, I've had people stab me in the back so many times. Uh, situations with bullying too, bro. Like, people would use me for my fucking lunch money. People would use me for homework. Um, there was a retreat. This is this is like junior, senior year. Um, I'll get back to freshman year or whatever in a second. But I went on a retreat senior year, bro. And we, I, we all opened up about our problems and our anxieties um, and so I opened up I we all took everybody in the room had to take a microphone and say a problem say something that they were dealing with that they've been suppressing so I got on that microphone and you know I was one of like the first kids to do it too um, that took a lot of fucking bravery in my heart and I got on the mic it took a lot of bravery to say I'm anxious, I'm depressed, and I'm no longer the social happy kid that I used to be. And that's all I said, and I gave, I gave the, the, the priest the mic back. And I said that, and then we head back to the room, because um, we were, it was at Assumption College, we were all on our retreat. We're all back at the room, and my friends started talking about, oh, so many kids have anxiety, like, what the fuck is that, like, pussy shit, dude, like. And I'm sitting there, I literally had just opened up about that was the first time like I really said something about it and then to see how people reacted just like calling that like pussy shit and just completely just fucking just like shattering my heart bro because that was really what I was dealing with and that's why I left that school bro that was yeah that was junior year actually um the end of junior year but yeah all through all through St. John's bro that was just that was tough um and like I said, a couple of those sexually abusive relationships happened at St. John's, forced through a lot of shit I didn't want to fucking do. Um, it's like, we've all been in situations where you have no control over something, right? You, you hate a situation that you lose control. 
Remember I said the opposite of control is trust? So, you know, I put my trust in these people, not only these girls, but just friends too, but these girls in specific, I put my trust in these girls and they just took me through a lot of fucked up shit that I, that I never should have done. And that was traumatizing. That was so traumatizing. Um, freshman, sophomore year, just, you know, issues with friends. I wasn't doing good in school. Um, I was just depressed. Uh, that was when, like, suicidal thoughts started coming up, too. Uh, I would dream about fucking just taking bullets for people, wake up in the morning, like, touch my fucking side, and just, like, oh, shit, like, I'm, I'm still alive, I didn't get shot. I would just dream about fucking... That's wild. I would just dream about... I started dreaming about suicide, bro. Dreaming about suicide at that young of an age. Um, and so freshman, sophomore year was tough as it is. I get into junior year, that's where I really picked up my shit. I started doing so good in school. I made Dean's List at St. John's, which was like really honorable. That's all A minuses and above. So I got all A's. I was so proud of myself, but my friendships there just got even worse. Um, in addition to the issues I was already having with the girls, bro. Um, like just fucking doing a lot of stuff that I did I, at such a young age. Uh, for example, just sex, bro, it was just so, like, it wasn't even me. I literally felt like I just lost myself. I literally felt like I was just my ego. I lost my highest self. I lost that inner child that I had, and I reaped what I sowed, bro. I had reaped what I sowed. A lot of the stuff I went through wasn't my fault, but I was reaping what I sowed, bro. Just a whole lot of, you know, just backstabbing with friends. There would be situations, bro, where I would just... You know, like, people wouldn't make room for me at a lunch table. I'd go and sit by myself. Um, there would be situations where I would go to a party, and I just couldn't, I couldn't stay there, bro. I couldn't stay there. I could just never be myself. There was a point, bro, where I couldn't even, like, smile or laugh anymore. I would try to smile, and then my face would go ba immediately back to just a straight face. And I was just so depressed and anxious, and suicidal too bro like I could just not be around anyone because I hated myself so much so much self-hate bro it's uh I look up to X I look up to XXS and Tashiyo and he said this uh one time he says he he could be in a in a crowd of millions of people and he would still feel alone and that's how I felt bro that's how I've been feeling until April of this past year I could be around whoever it was and just feel so fucking alone. I would just be in my head and I would get attacked psychologically and spiritually, all this stuff. I would be getting attacked with these thoughts. I couldn't control my thoughts. I couldn't get over some of the past trauma that I dealt with, with both friends and girls. So junior year was really where everything started spiraling down. Um, and I wasn't doing good there socially. Um, I was just having such a tough time. And then senior year comes around, I was like, damn, I need to get out of here. Um, Cause I went on that retreat and everyone just made me feel like absolute shit for what I was going through. Everyone made me feel like shit for, you know, having these problems. Nobody else had these problems. Nobody else was going through what I was going through. So I had to handle that myself. I took on so many emotions, bro. Just crying all the time. Just wondering why the fuck I'm still here already just having these these deadly and horrifying thoughts bro horrifying 
absolutely terrifying. And so senior year comes around and I'm like, oh, I'll go back to my old friends. I'll go back to Marlboro. Maybe things will get better. And it was just the opposite, literally just the opposite. I get back there and, you know, people change. That's what people do. But it was just so toxic. That was the most toxic environment I've ever been at. Um, it was good for like the first couple months until, you know, I just, I started getting into some scum shit. I just was around the wrong people and my issues with myself just, it kept going down. Like, it, like I was talking about the rabbit hole, it just kept going down. I never thought it would fucking end. Even, yeah, the, like senior year, bro, just, um, it was just terrible. That was really when my social issues started to come up. Sometimes was just, I'd just be shaking in a conversation. Sometimes I would just start to twitch and I would just be so nervous because I was just not comfortable with myself. I never loved myself. And so I couldn't spread love and be around other people if I didn't love myself. Bro, again, I, was just, I just felt so alone. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, last year I went to fucking self-harm. I took the self-harm, I cut myself uh, on two separate occasions, bro, I sliced my wrist 16 times in my fucking left wrist and five times in my right wrist, bro. Nobody, like, you know, I went through a situation where I made a mistake. I made a mistake and I owned up to it, but people want to act out of anger and all this other stuff, not thinking of what somebody else might be going through. I learned, like, dude, I went in a car when it was like one in the morning and I was blasting all this sad fucking music. Um, I I listened to Josie's podcast too. She's a beautiful person, bro. Um, that was so awesome to hear how she's doing better. She was talking about how she always listened to like, you know, X Peep um, and like Mac Miller, stuff like that, bro. I would be blasting this like deadly fucking music, bro. Low vibrational music. And it's good to hear stuff when you're going through it at the time, but I would just be blasting this music, trying to feel all this fucking pain and just let it go, but it would never go away. And so nobody knows what it's like to have that much pain and grab your own, grab, grab your biggest kitchen knife from your house and go fucking cut yourself up with it and watch fucking blood pour out. Like Chucho said, bro, blood's not red, but when there, when there's a lot of blood, it's like dark red. It's, it's like black almost. And it's, it's terrifying, bro. And that was a really tough situation. Um, nobody really knows what it's like to go through that type of pain. So I had to deal with that myself. I couldn't ask for help, bro, because I was dealing with so many fucking problems that not only did I not have the, the confidence to like reach out to somebody, but I just knew that I had to tackle it on my own because people would not understand, nevertheless, understand my problems. Nobody... Like, I, I will say this, you know, everybody has pain. Everybody, you know, it's not about the cards that you get dealt. It's about how you deal with those cards. But a lot of people, 99% of people have not felt the fucking pain I felt. Nobody's felt the pain I felt, bro, except for a small percentage well, of the population. Well, that's because it's your pain. There's it's my pain. could have the same severity at a point, but that's still, it's cut, like, it's customized pain almost. That's what I'm saying. Um, and it's just not a type of pain that everyone goes through. Um... But yeah, everybody has their own pain. So, you know, um, I never, like, shout out, to, shout out to Sully, bro. I never lost 
uh, an adult figure like that in my life, but that's a different type of pain in and of itself. Like that's probably, you know, traumatizing in and of itself. And we all have different pains, but this pain was just like, like terrible, bro, terrible. Um, and so senior year ended on a bad note. Um, I had an, I had an okay summer. I started smoking weed again um, and it was good for the summer. But I was just still so twisted, bro. And then uh, I went off to UMass this year, and UMass was where like everything just—that's when I hit rock, rock bottom, absolute rock bottom. Uh, I had so I had gotten there. I went to one party and one tailgate, and that was it. I was like, dude, I'm out of this party scene, bro. I'm done partying because in high school I threw so many parties for people who just wanted to use me for my fucking house and all this other stuff. Um, and it would just disrespected my basement and disrespected me as a whole too. Uh, so I was done with that. I was done with this party scene. It's time to grow up. And so I was still smoking weed at the time. And uh, I, I was in a residence hall with some with my roommate. Um, it was all good at the beginning of the year. Um, well, it wasn't all good. I was still having a tough time. But right when I needed. Like, I really needed something. I just needed good friends in my life. I needed just good people that I could actually, you know, like, have a, a shoulder to lean on. Like, I need, just needed somebody there for me. It came, bro. That was the first time I manifested. I talked to you about this in the original podcast. The first time I manifested, bro, this girl, this girl, this fucking beautiful girl, like, spiritual, just, she always had this, like, sparkle in her eyes and just everything was perfect about her, bro, walks up to my door, um, and he says, hi, like, you know, we start talking and stuff, all my anxiety went away, all my pain went away, when, whenever I was talking to this girl, and she had a boyfriend at the time, at the beginning of college, too, so, uh, like, we started smoking or whatever, we were just hanging out, in addition to this girl, uh, well, this girl lived on the same floor as me, she literally lived two doors down, um, three doors down was another another guy that I met. He became my guy best friend. That dude was literally my dad if he was my age when he was younger. That dude was literally my dad. It felt like I was talking to somebody just I was already so close with. We had the same interests. We had a lot of the same problems. We liked the same music. And I've never, I've never met better people in my life than those two people. So... We have a good time at the beginning of the year. We're hanging out and stuff. Um, and this girl has a boyfriend, and I don't know how, but her and her boyfriend broke up magically, bro. Um, and a, like a, a week or two went by, and then um, somebody had told me that like you know she had feelings or some shit like that. I was like, oh, like shit, bro. Like that was that was sprung on me. Uh, and so I I talked to this girl. She comes to my room. Uh, you know, we talk about our feelings or whatever, and it was like the most perfect conversation I ever had. Uh, we slept together that night, and, um, you know, didn't even do anything, but it was just, I had never felt more peace and happiness in my life. In addition to this other guy friend, like, dude, we were, all three of us were so close, so close, like, better than any friends that I've had in all of them, better than anyone I've ever met in my life, so fucking close, and... That, like, first night, the first night I was with this girl and, you know, my friend was doing his own thing. Like, we were just, everything was good. 
I I was looking at my ceiling, bro, and she was just sleeping right next to me. Um, and I was like, God, please do not let this end. Like, whatever God is out there, just don't ever let this feeling go away. That's very similar to the feeling you had on, like, mushrooms, bro. Just all my pain and just everything went away, literally like that, bro. Um, and so that first night was good. I was just like, don't let me fuck this up. Don't let me fuck this up. And then the next day, bro, we end up hanging out at night and a lot of my trauma from those previous just abusive relationships that I've had in the past came back to me when it was, it was just a terrible time that never should have came back at that time. But again, everything happens for a reason. And just from the second night, like that first night, I was like, don't ever let this go away. I saw, like, I shed a tear. I literally shed a tear. I was like, this is the most blissful and happy feeling I've ever felt. And the next day, bro, I literally just, I, I fucked it up. I was, I knew I would just have to watch myself go down through another downward spiral, watch this girl exit out my life. And this is only the second day, bro. Like, nothing was really wrong, but in my head, I was already manifesting. Um, so, like, time goes on, bro, and just, as I was manifesting it in my head, bro, like, just more fuck, fucked up shit happens, bro. I, I couldn't love myself. I couldn't, like, you can't love somebody else before you love yourself, and that's the biggest thing. Um, I didn't know that, obviously. I didn't even know that I didn't love myself. I was that lost. Um, and so, it was just so tough, just watching it gradually diminish, diminish, diminish. The best thing that walked into my life just started walking away slowly and it was like I was just reaching my hand out trying to like grab it and then it got out of reach and just slowly but surely I just walk I watched the best thing that came into my life walk out straight in front of my eyes the best thing bro she just walked out after like a month and I was just I was devastated bro because I had at that point, I had latched on to something else. I had gotten attached to that feeling of, you know, love and being happy. And, like, there's more to that fucking, like, just, that just fucked up relationship. But a, a lot of just my past just hit me like a truck in that relationship. And it just fucked it up. And that's when, like, I was really suicidal, really depressed, really anxious. Um, and in addition to that, so... That was around like October, November comes around and just like so much fucked up shit was going on, bro. I'd be walking around, like I'd be walking to class and a friend would see me and say hi. I'd be like, I'm not having a good day. I don't want to talk and just walk away. I would be walking in the cafeterias with tears rolling down my eyes and people would look at me and just be like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? I would walk around in public crying, bro. I would walk around parking lots just just so sad and uncontent i told you about that time i went out to the woods bro uh there was woods near umass and i went out to the woods i grabbed a chair from some tent i had seen i sat out there for two hours just fucking screaming i went so deep in the woods i was screaming my fucking head off seeing shadows and I had this fat fucking knife and I put it to my neck and I put it to my temple. I was just like, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna do it. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Every time I tried to do that, there were countless times like that too. Um, I would tell my roommate, I'm going to study and I headed to the bottom of a fucking 
building at UMass and I sat in the basement and did the same shit, bro. I just, I couldn't handle it. Like, I didn't know what else to do. I just had that much pain. I couldn't do anything. Um, and then, like, December comes around and um, I find out that my best friend, my literally my best guy friend, bro, like, we were so close. We were still friends. My best friend and this girl, they were cheating on me when I was with this girl. They were cheating on me and then they were now making it open that they were together. So that was just like heartbreaking. Um, and everybody goes through heartbreak, you know, that's, that's, that's part of, you know, loving someone. But yeah, that shit was so tough to see, bro. And like the best friends I've ever had just came into my life and walked out and it was just so deceitful. I just felt like shit. Um, and from December to like March, bro, it was just, I wasn't going to classes. I couldn't get out of bed. I was just trying to smoke all my problems away. Um, I was on these fucking pills. I was on way too high of a dosage. And every time I would get off them pills, it would just be fucked up. My my head would be fucked up. And I was, I was so attached to a lot of shit that I needed to learn how to detach from. And yeah, those were like four of the toughest months of my life. That whole, that whole first year in college was the hardest year of my life, but it all happened for a reason. And so March comes around of this year, um, getting sent home from coronavirus was a blessing in disguise because I was so done seeing my two best friends in the hallway every single day and I couldn't say anything to them, I couldn't talk to them, I would just keep my eyes straight and walk straight ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't handle fucking, you know, just trying to talk to them, be friends with them after the trauma that I went through with them. I wanted them to be happy, so um, when it came that time that this girl was walking out of my life, I knew this best friend had feelings for this girl. Like I told you, I can read energy like that. I knew that she wasn't even like meant to be with me. It was meant to be them too. Um, and you know, it's kind of sad that I that I thought that, but it's just I kind of knew that deep down, and so I had to let her go. And I had to let both of those friends go in order for them to be, like, happy together or whatever. Um, and, like, they're probably still together now, brother. They're, they're, like, fucking, they're more similar than me and the girl were, dude. Like, they're, they're probably so happy, and I'm so happy for them. And so, uh, yeah, getting sent home from quarantine, or getting sent home from school was the best thing ever, bro. Uh, April 1st. 2020, I was just so done with the way I was feeling. I was so done with not being able to hang out with friends because I didn't love myself. I was so done feeling feeling like shit, feeling suicidal, bro. So I had to take on and battle a lot of shit. I had to battle every single trauma and fear and anxiety that I've ever been through. I battled all that shit here in this fucking house. Um, I really thought I was psychotic, bro. I really diagnosed myself with, like, I, I have on my job resume. I'm good. No, I'm dead, I'm dead serious, though. Like, being in this position, you know, pharmaceuticals want to attach you with some mental illness, and they'll toss you some pill and be like, oh, this is for your anxiety and depression or whatever. When I go for a job, bro, if I, am an, if I ever become an employee, I'm going to have anxiety and depression on my job resume. That's just how it's going to be. Um... That's definitely a disadvantage to have. But literally, I started diagnosing myself with all these mental illnesses. Like, 
PTSD because I couldn't get over my trauma, just schizophrenia because I didn't know how to act socially, um, OCD and ADHD just because my mind couldn't stay fucking focused. And not only, not only was I on these pills, but I was smoking weed at the same time, bro, so that's just never a good mix. Um, like all this, all this fucked up shit I just started diagnosing myself with and I had to battle all that shit here at home. I took myself off of my own pills. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just gradually wane off of them. I literally, I, I fucking threw them away. I, I, did, I did not want anything to do with them anymore. I took myself off of pills and it was strictly weed that I was medicating on for a while, but I was still attached to weed. Weed saved my life in a sense because weed is what made me spiritual. I don't know, somehow it just made me spiritual. It makes sense, how the way you explained it to me yesterday. Yeah, big time. Um, and yeah, we produce our own endocannabinoids. We already produce THC. THC is considered the healing component, so that's why you can get naturally high. That's why I get high off life now. I get high off breathing. I was going to say, like, when I've smoked it the past couple of times, like, if I meditate and close my eyes, it gives me a different effect a little bit, but I, and it can, like, heighten my frequencies, like you said, more, but it has less of an effect now. It really does. Big time. Um, yeah, I'll get into that uh, in a second, but yeah, through fucking April through late June, I was just battling all this shit, um, and I got rid of all my fucking traumas. I did it all myself in a matter of two months with the help of spirituality. I it was either spirituality or I was like I was gonna die, bro. I was at that point. Um, my parents literally would tell me, Zach, you need help. You need to go to a like a ward. You need help. Um, I didn't listen to them, bro. I didn't listen to them. I had I, was, I just took it on. I took it all on my own. I had to tackle this on my own. And I've helped myself, bro. Looking back four months ago, dude, I was in, like literally, I was, I thought I was going through psychosis, dude. I was just so fucked up mentally. And just I'm so fucking proud of where I am now, dude. I have healed so much, bro. Like, it's gotten to the point where like, you're not even focused on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, the point you just described to me, I don't understand a human being being able to ever even think about helping someone else. And now you feel like your greater purpose is to only help someone else. My, that's my only purpose, bro. That's my only purpose is to, is to help people and care for people. Um, I just want to take care of me and mine, bro. I want to take care of my family. I want to take care of you guys. Um, I'm going to work my ass off so that a lot of my friends who might not be able to, you know, make the kind of money they want, I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to be that person to help them, bro. I'm going to help that person make their dreams come true. And I've, I've just, dude, I've healed so much, bro. So much with all this spirituality. It was just, it was, I started the journey and I've Would never, you I've never looked back. Um, spiritual soul was a big start. Um, yeah, I started watching him, bro. I had found literally his video just popped up uh, on my feed, and I watched one video, and then I took to researching uh, my own stuff. Um, and I had watched him before. He was like a 2K YouTuber before, and he had just changed completely. And now he's all spiritual, and now he's all about meditation and all this other stuff. Really, I started with meditation, bro. Meditation has saved my life. Meditation will save anybody's lives if they take that on. I'm I'm dead serious when I mean that, bro. I started 
being able to control my own thoughts because that was a big problem of mine. I could never control my thoughts. My thoughts were always sporadic. Uh, I would get attacked with these just negative and dark thoughts all the time and I couldn't get out of it. Um, and I learned how to control my thoughts and I learned how to detach from my thoughts too because you are not your mind, body, emotions, or thoughts. I was, I was able to meditate and realize that I'm not my thoughts. That, that, was, that was not me. That was simply my ego staying attached to this third dimension and that was simply my ego just being scared, being scared or fearful of letting go of all this stuff. And I've been able to let go of every single fucking thing that I've ever been through in the past 18, 19 years of my life. And it's just been so, so fantastic. It's, it's that's really better to move out. Like that story is so powerful because of how far gone you seemed. Like there's people who feel like they're so far gone and irreversible and need the medication and they weren't even yeah. at the point you were at and yeah. like you really just turned it around for yourself. I had to bro. It was like dude, um fifty cent has said this too, bro, when he realized that he was like when he came so close to death one day, that's when he realized like, damn, I need to step it up. I've came so close to dying so many times, bro, and I say that like I can laugh about it now almost because I've literally came so close to death, like death has fucking breathed on my neck, bro. When I actually believed in the devil, the devil looked me in the fucking eyes, bro. I looked this dude in the eyes and I said, get the fuck out of here, bro. And just, I was able to just drop everything. I came so close to death that I was able to rebirth. I was able to rebirth every, everything that I've ever been through was a descent for another ascent. Everything was a death to a rebirth and I'm completely just a new person and I've just changed so much. Uh, I feel for the better at least um, and I just feel fantastic bro. I've never felt better in my life than I feel right now. It's it's clear. Like you don't even have to say that. Like Thank it's you, so bro. clear bro. I appreciate it. That's a wild fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> How long is this podcast? Dude, going? it's wild because like I was like, oh, we're probably like twenty minutes in, and I looked in and it said fifty minutes. I was like, Whoa. really? It's right now. It's an hour twenty-five. Yeah, but dude, this is, bro. This is one of the best conversations I've had. Um, and like, it doesn't, you know, that's a big thing too. Um, like, you want to have a good conversation, uh, and good conversations usually take a little longer, bro. It doesn't, you know, if you try that's like yeah, yeah, every podcast you notice starts off with uh, what you, like how was your day or like yeah. where like Something and like then that. the end of it is like God. <laughs> yeah, like, that is like God like, religious yeah, or something like that. Exactly. And it's like how everybody's like, How do you get there? And it's like I don't know, I just let it It just happen. happens, dude. When you really are on the same vibration as someone, that's the I have the laws of the universe up there. The the second law is the law of vibration. So everything vibrates at a frequency, everything, we all vibrate, we're all energy vibrating on a spectrum of density. So we are both high vibrating, high vibrating people. That's why we can sit here and talk about all this stuff and open up about our problems. I've never mentioned any sexual trauma or sexual abusive relationships. I never mentioned, Dude, I never mentioned so that to my parents, bro. wild that you bring it up too, because this whole week I felt the block in my sexual chakra. It needed something to lift it. And like yeah. I'm telling you, your conversation might have just fucking did it. Like, I'm glad, bro, and that's, bro. I'm on my, I'm retention game now, bro. I'm, I'm retaining my energy, and I'm. That's the seventh law of the universe. It's 
the law of transmutation. Everything is energy, so you're able to actually transmute energy. So I I still transmute my you know if fear ever comes back, if anxiety ever comes back, uh, I transmute my sexual energy. I transmute it and I put it towards my goals. I put it towards my aspirations, and I get shit done. My dreams are coming true as we speak. Um, yes. <laughs> Dude, and like and you know what's wild what is does. I'm reading a book on chakras and it goes through each one through the chapter and while I was figuring out my root chakra I was reading the root chakra and then when I finally read through the whole thing naturally I did something in my life to cleanse it and like now mm-hmm. I'm getting to cleanse my shock my sexual chakra and like I know I'm in a fu- there's gonna be a time where I sit down and want to read the book now because like yeah. then I'll finish that chapter and I will stop thinking about it like it's been mm-hmm. on my mind mu- like dude like I've been going backwards in a sense almost you know what I'm saying and like but every time you go backwards exactly. you have a, a bigger benefit to reap and you're actually going forwards you're never really going backwards because we're always growing we're always learning and we're always progressing um, and it, it's so great we'll have to talk to uh, Justin and Steven about that too maybe sometime on a podcast or whatever just it's a tough conversation it is it's, uh, a, and pe- it's wild, you know what's wild <laughs> though after every podcast I've had the conversation after yeah, the podcast, after the podcast I've dude, always had the, every single one I'm not gonna I'm yeah really every single one ev- the past six or seven the ones where we're alone like we get into it deep too like, yeah and then they're like holy shit I never even thought about it like that yeah bro I'll explain it really quick I don't care bro I don't care you know like people are gonna resonate with it or not you can still be a bot and go do the same (laughs) (laughs) you can still do the same shit you wanna do but I'm telling you from personal experience it's not good for you um so transmuting your sexual energy is just being able to hold your sexual energy and put it to your goals and your dreams and use it for your highest purpose so for example, like when I used to just give myself up to all these girls, bro, it was just like, what was I doing, dude? That was not for my highest good. That was not for my highest purpose. And it's for flesh temptations. Flesh temptations, bro. And you just release, bro. The energy that we have can create life. That's why when, like, sex is a spiritual interaction, bro. So when you enter that process you know, with somebody, it should strictly be to make a child. It should strictly be to create life. You shouldn't just be going around fucking hoes just because you want to do it. That's just releasing your energy. It's a part of you. It's yeah. And like a big thing is you see people who get around start to lose their mental stability because they're big getting their, they're literally put their part of them into a human being, and then that person's out of their life. It is ripping them apart. And why do you think I went through so much, bro? Because that was one of my biggest issues, which is issues with that. Did you um, talk to those people? What do you mean? Like, to, to figure it out. Like, did you go back to those people and talk to them about it at all? No, dude. A lot of those people, um, yeah, a lot of those girls, bro, I just never talked to them again, dude. I just, I, I couldn't say anything. Um, I had to just figure out that shit on my own. Uh and a big thing is too, I didn't really need them to, you know, try and try and figure out what was happening with that, because uh, I already knew what was happening. Um, and those are just certain, you know, bridges that I just wanted to kind of let go. And if those bridges ever come back, then we can have a mature conversation about it and 
know, we can open up and stuff, but bro, it's so crucial to hold on to your energy. Um, it's just, you know, and that's the, that's just the agenda today, bro. It's all this pedophilia and all this fucking pornography and all this just shit that is, is steering you away from your highest self, steering you away from being spiritual and not giving yourself up to everybody, actually holding your energy, holding the energy that creates life, because that's the that's what the root chakra is, bro. That's that's where the tree of life starts with your sexual energy. Being able to hold your energy and love yourself so that when you love yourself enough, you're not just going out and giving it up to random people. You actually care about what you give it up to. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I I dude, I'm telling you like the two things I've looked into is Buddhism and chakras. Like I, I'm sound in those yeah. areas now. Yep. Like that's a like a big part. Like a big thing I've realized is, or I've learned is, um, your sexuality is your desires and your wants, not your needs. Your wants. Yes, and a right. big thing about it is when you contain what your wants are and your desires, your creativity yeah. soars. And yes. my creativity has been through the roof like I don't imagine bro look what you're doing right now but and like I like my mind is like what I show the public is the tip of the iceberg of my mind like and I hold that on to myself and I know I know it's there and I know when the time comes it will be released for the youth like the society to see and I know if I I have very insightful creative thoughts in like what I could do in terms of my future and everything, but I hold on to them because I know they will be there and I know they're not time to be released yet because I'm not in that moment yet. And I yeah. don't even dwell on, I don't even get into thinking on them because I don't want to ruin that moment. When I think about so a moment, true. the so moment's true. been gone, it's already been had. Yeah. So I have these thoughts and I have these crazy ideas. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm gonna keep, like it's gonna be in my subconscious and mm-hmm. when the world's ready for it, it's gonna come back out. Yeah. And like. That's, that's been, like, I'm telling you, like, I've, I have big plans, big plans. Dude, fucking, I can only imagine, <laughs> bro, and I'm gonna help you achieve those plans, whatever you need, bro, don't be afraid to ask I'm gonna me, use bro. everybody, Anything, I'm gonna use bro. everybody, yeah. like, I'm telling you, I have encountered so many people in my life who have wanted to help, and I know exactly what I need from them, and I'm going yeah. to ask them for the help, and, like, they're Do going it, bro, to give it, it takes me. a lot of fucking bravery to, and it takes a lot of bravery and balls to ask somebody for help, and that's, has been a big problem for me too. It's okay to ask for help if you need help. Um, you know, you really don't have to do everything yourself. There's joy and there's connection that comes from actually asking and conversing with somebody and asking them for help and talking to them about your goals and whatnot or what, what you're going through and what you might need in order to get past that block and get to where get to your desired reality and start manifesting from there. A hundred percent. And like, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah, but of course. the message we're both trying to send is the only thing in the world is love. Everything else is constructed by the mind. Yes. And once you realize that, you will feel it. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I've been an atheist. I've believed in science. I've given up on our spirituality. I believed mm-hmm. in the concept. It was all an accident. And this is when I hated myself the most. But once I discovered that everything is love and I've only been sharing love, I've only felt love and it makes us all stronger and higher vibrating and yep. we are rising as one. And like, we are all one. I will second that completely, dude. Um, 
you know, I believed, I went to a Catholic school. I was into Christianity. I was trying to look outside of myself for answers. I was attaching, I was attaching to bad people, energy drainers that, you know, that wouldn't give me love, wouldn't show me any love. Um, all there is is love in this world. That's so crucial. Like, that's that's and one of the most true statements you've said. Yes. Intelligent energy and love. Yeah. Everything else is a social construct. Yep. What song did you pick for this? Uh, hmm. I had two, but I'm gonna go with Mac Miller. Um, Clarity. I'll I'll send you it. It's on Spotify. What's it mean to you? So um, there's a line in that song that just says take away the pain and I thank you for that um, and that's went for a lot of people in my life you know um, I look at everybody that I ever interact with you you've taken away some of the pain that I've gone through just talking to you um, and you being here simply just you know just I'm, I'm able to let some of this shit go and it takes away some of that pain and even the conversation that we had back at Stevens you know like you I, having I, someone to spew all of your beliefs out on yeah. and then someone actually listen and pick them up is probably like I'm not trying to I've spewed a bunch of information about spirituality on people and one person who really stuck out to me is Jake Naples bro like and that totally podcast, his number bro I want like, to talk to him too he he's just so open to it and like he's open to he wants to feel better and he's open to the spirituality side of it. Like, there's been so many people I've spewed it out on, and they haven't been open to it, and it's not a good conversation. Yeah. Like, Sean Barlow, our podcast was not the best, and he 100% understands this because he does not even, he can't fathom the concept of, he. it's not that he can't fathom it. I'm not diminishing him as a human. Yeah, I'm saying course. this out of this fact that he has not seen fate, so he does not believe in fate. So yeah. in a way, he's practicing the way of Buddha, where he has not seen it, so he does not believe it. I respect yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and he will see it one day, and once he does, our conversation will flourish. And yeah, he had a lot of pain to release, and mm-hmm. that's what happened after the podcast, and like, already conversations with him have been amazing. And like, awesome. if you notice with my podcast with Lou, Trevor, and Sean, our most recent one, we didn't make a single joke out of pain or negativity or diminishing someone where yeah. the first couple of weeks we did and I didn't even feel that comfortable posting them and I didn't know why and it mm-hmm. was still because I had a little bit of pain holding on to me yeah. I've gone through and talked to each and one each every single one of them individually and then as a whole on our yeah. camping trip and like a weight has lifted off the group and like that podcast yesterday was just so much like love around it and like yeah. it was so but like at the end we're like dude we're acting so like different right now like we even noticed it and I was like yeah. it's just but like, in a better way yes it was awesome it was and I, I try explaining this to all of them because we're super big into comedy right like we yeah, all yeah. that's how we all know each other and like that's how that's our roots yeah. that's our root chakra of that group yeah. is comedy mm-hmm. but a lot of comedy is from pain because yeah. that's where a lot of comedians come from and like a lot of people think pain's funny when they don't know how else to react to it yeah. and a big thing with like what I feel as if with Trevor was he holds on to his pain because he thinks it makes him funny but I want to express to him is yeah. you're fucking hilarious bro and when you love yourself and love and let just love come into your life you're even 10 times funnier you know what I'm saying like and that's yeah. how I felt about myself like I was funny with jokes but you're with a painful joke you're always hurting somebody yes there's this big group of people laughing 
but someone's yeah. still hurting. But when you have a joke that's surrounded around love and positivity and just the concept of humility, mm-hmm. like it's funny to everyone, and it's like yeah. actual a genuine laugh. You know, it's, it's not just anyone feel bad or poor. You know, and that's yeah. so it's all about man. Yeah. But yeah, dude, this was this is awesome. Like, I'm so glad that you wanted to be on alone. Yeah, like, bro. There's so much you just shared with me. I did <laughs> not know, and like, that's that's what it's about, bro. Like, yeah, just still releasing more and learning more. Yeah, 100. percent And I also just before we end this, um, again, anybody out there who is struggling or going through something, we all go through pain. We all we all struggle. Let's struggle together. Um, don't be afraid to reach out either to Ed or, you know, um, to anybody. Just reach out for help. Um, we all struggle. We all have pain. And pain is all part of the game. You would never grow if you didn't go through pain. You would never grow if you didn't go through those un- uncomfortable situations. Like Jake said, you know, you have to go through resistance. That's why you lift weights because you're pushing a resistance and you're you're failing, you're going through pain, but it's all for a bigger bigger and better reason. So I hope everyone out there can can see their pain with their with their third eye and think outside the box and just know that everything happens for a reason, no matter what you go through. Uh, I just wanna send peace, love, and positivity out to everybody uh, listening. Um, feel free to reach out to Ed or me for and help. Zach, bro, Zach. You're gonna be on social media again soon. Yeah, and I'm you're gonna be on with the right intent. And like, the you've right been intent. talking about it, you've been feeling it. Yeah, I'm put, I'm putting the, I'm putting you in the hot seat now because I want you to just do it. All right, you know? bro. I'll, I'll like, definitely do it. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, like you're gonna. The world needs you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And thank like, you. appreciate that. Social media is a beautiful thing. Yeah. When really looked is. at with the correct intent. Yeah. And like. You're gonna be able, and people from all over are gonna like. I've felt this. Like, people hit me up, and the first thing they say is, "I know this is really awkward because we don't talk." No, it's not. It's yeah. not awkward. We're humans. Wow. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not awkward at all. Just drop that. Like, I that exactly. you did drop it already, but you're just talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it doesn't need to be talked about. Exactly. Man. It's like just hit me up and say something nice, and I'll like I'm gonna say something nice back. You know what I'm saying? Spread like, love, receive love. Ask questions. I'm gonna say whatever. Like the answer you need is there. Hit me up with anything you need to hit me up with. You feel the urge, do it. You like just like a girl I have not talked to in forever, and like we weren't even that close in high school today. Hit me up and was like, I love your podcast, and I can't wait to like. She's like, I want to be on it like right away, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like she just yeah. dropped all that ego bullshit and just exactly. got to it, and like that's what it's all about, bro. It's all about dropping the ego and loving yourself, bro. Start to love and take care of yourself because we all deserve to be loved. Everybody's beautiful. Mm. The world is beautiful. 100%. Yeah. We're, I'll wrap it up on that. Take away yeah. the so, pain yeah. and I thank you for that. If I ever get the chance, man, I'm paying it back.
so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.